618-631-4946 or locally at 218-631-4966 to arrange a free hearing test. This is the morning sports desk on a Monday. What's up? You know, it is, uh, it's a Monday, so, uh, it's also very hot. Uh, if you, I don't know if you knew that. I've been outside once or twice. Yeah. 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 I, I've heard that. Begrudgingly. Like, you go outside and then, like, you just instantly start sweating. You feel like the weight of all the water outside. It's only begrudging because, like, today I had to come here. That's, you got me there. I begrudge, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I gotta go to work. That counts as begrudgingly, doesn't it? I, I suppose. I mean, a lot of things count as begrudgingly, I guess. <laughs> uh, but, uh, by the way, over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, while we all were worried about, uh, you know, making sure we stay cool, on Saturday, uh, ESPN highlighted that it's the 18th anniversary of the movie Dodgeball. Oh, nice. Yeah, because uh, in a tweet, ESPN uh, said uh, they congratulated Average Joe's Gym for coming back from a four-man disadvantage and winning the American Dodgeball Association of America tournament. Yes, of course. Of course, to which uh, Ben Stiller uh, replied that uh, that was a bogus win, and uh, he would have won if it wasn't for Peter LeCheater. Uh sure. Yeah, no, you, I... You know... Um... Dodgeball's an underratedly good movie. Controversial, controversial uh, uh, victory for Average Joe's, but you know, it's nice to see the good guys come out on top every once in a while. You know, it is, and I and I'd like to, you know, I I think that really just shows you it's you know Peter Lafleur in that definitely uh, definitely proved that he was not a sellout and proving that uh, even for all of King Midas's silver, he would uh, he would hold on to the gym. So. I don't know. It's a again an underratedly funny movie because there's it's a lot of good one-liners and just humor that doesn't make sense in any other context other than that movie, as you can tell because we just referenced about four jokes in there in the last two minutes. Well, I I'll tell you, um, I actually I was I got a little upset this morning because I tripped and fell and I just don't like it because nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, except for me, apparently, except for you, apparently, <laughs> you know, uh, I actually knew that uh, it's called the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> see, again, uh, a couple more jokes there from the movie. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's great. Uh, by the way, uh, making cameos in that movie because mm-hmm. it was the early 2000s. You had Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Talking about how he wasn't a quitter. Yes, uh, right. But he was a cheater. So sure. There was that, you know, there was that. But. We didn't need to talk about that back then. Uh, William Shatner was in the movie. So was Chuck Norris. Yeah. Yes. With yeah. one of the, the most quotable lines from the entire movie, including Chuck Norris's name. Yeah. Say it, I dare you. Don't say it, I'm joking. <laughs> Doesn't the whole movie end on that line? Yeah. Isn't that the, the That's very the last line of the entire movie? the guy who owns movie? the gym, yeah, he's like all yeah. Ben Stiller's character's jacked the whole time, but he's like spending the whole movie trying not to grossly overeat. Yes. Well, and then he, he finally- starts... He grossly overeats. And then he's just in a fat suit with like a bucket of fried chicken and he uh, says something, you know, something, something Chuck Norris. He holds a grudge. He's holding a grudge. Begrudgingly, he holds a grudge. I, um, yeah, that movie's awesome. It's it's a great movie. The fact that it's almost 20 years old is a little weird. And uh, by the way, if you ever want to know how ridiculous the movie Dodgeball is, uh, I have in my hand this, uh, like, 
the whole thing where it like gives a synopsis of the movie yeah. and it's it's ridiculous. Like you yeah. read it and you're like, I I can't take this movie seriously. But uh, you know, you gotta you have to take the Dodgeball Association of America tournament seriously. You know, American Dodgeball Association of America. We um, I one of the reasons, uh, just as an aside, why I always like that movie is it's eighteen years old. So I was still in high school, but then I went to I went to Winona for college, and there was a guy in Winona who was Steve the pirate, mm-hmm. like just a just a, a local who'd like ride his bike around town and dress as a pirate all the time. Like he didn't watch the movie at all; he just actually was a pirate. He had been Steve the pirate long before Dodgeball came out. He had been Steve the pirate for a very very long time, and kind of everyone. Eventually, if the if you spent enough time in Winona, eventually you just learned. You just learned a little bit about him. And one time, I was out, and Steve was out. Steve the pirate was out, and we happened to be sitting next to each other at the uh, uh, belly up. And I don't know. I probably talked to that guy for two hours. <laughs> Not about anything. I didn't ask him a single question about his life because what do you ask a guy who dresses as a pirate? How are the seas, matey? That's what you ask him. We just, uh, we just, we just talked about, I don't know, we just talked, whatever two drunk guys talk about, I guess is the point. I'm trying to tease or dance around the point that I was belly up to a bar drunk with a guy named Steve the Pirate. <laughs> this sounds like, uh, sounds like Corey Tackman's average Saturday night. It was really fun. He was a super nice guy. Yeah. The rumor was he had experienced some trauma in his life, and uh, this was a way to help ease some of those pains. Not the drinking, the the pirate part. Well. Maybe the drinking, too. Maybe they kind of went hand in hand. I don't know if Steve the Pirate is still Steve the Pirate. I don't know if he's with us anymore. I don't know anything else. You know, at least at the end of Dodgeball, Steve the Pirate got some treasure. That is true. (laughs) And R. Ugh. What a good movie. It's such a good movie. It's one of those ones that's actually kind of timeless in a sense of like, it's not really bogged down to like jokes at that time period. Like some, you know, like you watch a comedy movie, like no matter when it was made, but like a lot of the jokes are things that are very set in its time, whether they're making fun of things that are topical or just a lot of things that are like, you know, like a movie centered around a cell phone or a movie centered around like an answering machine or an email or so one of those things. You just named like four Colin Farrell movies. <laughs> I mean, they were incidentally in con- whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but like, it's just one where it's like, it's just about a dodgeball tournament. A guy wants to save a gym. Yeah. That's, that's pretty t- Like there's not a lot of things that are, that are outdatable in it's, that sense. It's, um, if you don't like dumb movies and you haven't seen this, don't watch it. Yeah. It is it's it's very stupid. It's a very it's a Ben Stiller plays two characters in his career. He plays this guy, like the like the crazy over over indulged over over the top like lunatic or he plays like the the passive aggressive kind of meek regular guy who's like has that crazy guy bubbling under the surface yes um uh this is the this is the former he's the he's the crazy it's stupid if you do not like stupid movies this is not the movie for you if you do like stupid movies and you haven't seen it then you don't like stupid movies because this just was this should have this should have sounded all the alarms when it came out 
Yeah, there's a lot of people listening who are probably going, what are they talking about? And Corey, let's wrap up this dodgeball conversation by, can you give me the four D's of dodgeball? Uh, uh, dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Yes, it's the five, but there's really four. Did I get Was that correct? I'm going to go with it, yeah. It's got to be close, right? It's got to be it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they completely ad-libbed that while they were uh, while they were filming. Are you Googling it? I am I am Googling it now. Because we need to look this up. This is important stuff. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Yes. There. I, I can, in fact, give you the five Ds of dodgeball. Thank you, Patches O'Houlihan. <laughs> All uh, right, let's move on. All right, so the Minnesota Twins over the weekend, uh, not real great, but honestly, you kind of expected that when you looked at the three pitchers they were throwing up in Smeltzer, Bundy and Archer. Bundy, by the way, gave the strongest performance with eight innings and only one run. Sure, yeah. Uh, but, uh, the twins have a problem. The Cleveland Guardians are, like, there's, you ever, like, see when you look over at your mirrors and it says objects in the mirror are closer than they appear? Yeah. I, I looked in my mirror the other day as I was dri- actually, as I was driving in this morning and all I saw was just a picture of the Cleveland Guardians logo. Yeah. Like, they're right there. They're a game behind. I think you said earlier this morning they're like 16 and 5 in their last 21. That's exactly right. The Cleveland is that team every single year where they're going to finish around 500, but if they can have like a couple weeks where they just play out of their mind, they're right there in the division. And that's where they are this year. Uh so White Sox are kind of I mean they still have the talent to go off and rattle off a bunch of wins, but right now looks like the Twins and Cleveland are kind of going to be this two-team race the four, uh, throughout the summer. And uh, I think, was it the maybe eight of the Twins' next 15 games are against Cleveland? So Well, for sure, the next three are. Yeah. And the next three are, and then they play a home series with Colorado and, and then, then f- close out the month at Cleveland. For f- There's four games on that on that schedule. I should make sure that's not one of those weird five games. No, it's series. a five game series. It there. is one of those fivers, huh? Yeah, so at least eight of the twins next what does that make it? Eleven games are gonna be against Cleveland. So Corey, I guess my question is with at the end of Oh yeah, of, one of them's a double header, isn't it? At Sorry. The end of this stretch with Cleveland. Yep. Who will be in first place and by how many games? It's a great question. Uh, let's go, uh, the twins by nine games. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, say that, say that one more time. They're a game up right now. Yeah. And they play eight times in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. I say the twins are going to be up by nine games in the division. We're talking a three game sweep and then a five game sweep. Yeah. That's what we're talking. By the way, also, they're going to have to probably sweep Colorado in between there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that Cleveland is going to, you know, probably lose their three games in between. Yeah. The vaunted American League Central will strike the the lowly Cleveland Guardians. They're not that good. No, they're not. But they're, they've won two out of three against the Dodgers, which is, I mean, the Dodgers aren't playing as well as they did back in the early part of the season, but. Two out of three doesn't count. In a hundred, nice, in a 162 game season, that doesn't count. That's a nice little feather. 16 in the cap, and though. five counts. Yeah. Over the last 21. That's, that's the thing about, the thing about Cleveland that always keeps them in it. They've just been able to develop good pitching. Does winning two out of three count if the same as losing two out of the, out of three for the twin, does losing two out of three to Arizona count? Uh, it's not. 
it's not fun, but like if you're the if you're Arizona, it's a nice series win. If you're the Twins, it's not ideal, but I don't think they're losing sleep over it. Okay, so if it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't count. Beating the Dodgers tw- uh, two times doesn't count. I mean, the Twins couldn't beat them. It doesn't in the grand. It doesn't count. It's just two out of three. It doesn't yeah. count. Sixteen out of five counts way more. Corey, I want to be the Twins fan that rides or dies with every loss. It, I every I'm, single one. I am telling you, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. You like the at minimum, people should approach baseball like they do football, like on a week by week basis. Yeah, you should oh, uh, on a on a game by game basis. You're gonna tire yourself out, and it just the stuff doesn't matter. But at the end of every week, could you can reassess and go, not good. Tim <laughs> or not about you know what I mean yeah like I I it's one of the things that I think makes the season a little more bearable is is approaching it that way like give it a week by week just like football is and then all of a sudden yeah 162 games doesn't seem as daunting in football it's kind of like when you judge a team after every single drive like you know there's that one fan right. that like they watch the game and their team goes right down and scores a touchdown and they're like all right we're going to win like there's nothing stopping us and then the next one they punt yeah. and then they start freaking out and then they punt on the second drive and yeah. then they're already ready to fire the head coach This offense is stagnant they can't get anything done This team sucks they fire <laughs> get new everybody and then like they look at the TV and there's like 9 minutes left in the first quarter Right Yeah like it'll be fine probably or maybe it won't by the way, and that doesn't mean you were right to be mad. Yeah. Like just because it turned, just because it turned out in the outcome you perilously predicted doesn't mean you were right. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like a lot of the disaster people, you know, at the beginning of COVID, like who are buying toilet paper, who are like, see, see, I should have done that. And it's like, no, you shouldn't have. No. You actually exacerbated supply. Like you, you, just because you thought you were right about that doesn't, and, and that's the thing about, uh, that's the thing about, sports in general and especially minnesota sports if you always predict that they're going to like if you always predict oh they're just gonna lose again so what's the point only one team wins every single year in the entire country and canada so in the entire two countries so yeah like yeah your team didn't win this year but that doesn't mean your team didn't have a good shot the twins are 0 and 18 in their last as many playoff games does that mean that every single time you should have predicted they were gonna lose no and should you predict that they're going to lose right away the next time? No, because it's really hard to win a playoff series and really hard to get into the playoffs and win a playoff game. So. I also think, um, uh, I, I just don't, I don't know. I, this one thing just doesn't mean in this instance that it's not like an addition problem, right? It's not like linear or whatever, whatever the right word is here. I don't know. I'm not very smart. It's, it's just kind of this is its own separate thing. Yeah, it's its own. This is its own separate season. If they make the playoffs, it'll be its own separate playoffs. The one does not let lead to the other. I just really, really, uh, I don't know. I just really believe that. So we're not hitting the panic button. Then I think we're in agreement on that. Never. I don't care if they start zero and eleven like they did a few years ago. That's like the last place to hit the panic button when you just know that they're done yeah i just don't care anymore like that i i get bummed it bums me out when they stink but there's no like my my days are not made or made or broken on how they do or the vikings or so are you way. hitting the bummer button then for the twins right now no they're they're leading the division and they're going to be up by nine in two weeks all right well 
Let's uh, <laughs> let's hop off and we'll we'll go watch the movie Dodgeball. All right, deal. All right, that's Corey, and he'll be back later next hour to read you your sports. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, the twentieth of June. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.